Hello, and welcome back. If you're new here, then you've jumped into our Go Green Home series. In this series of episodes, we've focused on each part of your home. We give you tips that can be easily attained to help you green up your space. By the end of our Go Green Home series, you will be able to make simple swaps and small changes that can make a positive impact on the animals, plants, and environment. In episode 29, we went into the playroom. We shared eco-friendly and non-toxic ideas for selecting toys and setting up an inviting play space for children. Wondering what to look for when creating a play space with the earth in mind? Be sure to check out that episode. We had a lot of fun with that one. In today's episode, we feature some incredible home experts to help you take care of your home. This episode is going to be one to save and go back to. Share this one with your friends, your family, you know, your aunt that, you know, is looking for a house right now, your uncle that lives in an apartment and wants to know what he can do. <laughs> you know, that one grandma that you're like, can you just maybe not plug 18 things into that power strip grandma? Like grandma, this is one to send her for her safety and well-being and to maybe push, you know, some cool green tips to grandma. So share this one with everybody. We're going to talk about energy efficiency, home water conservation, eco friendly heating, cooling, plumbing, structural safeguards, air quality, more, all these things to help you go green in your home. Hi, I'm Jess Taylor. And I'm Natalie Ringeis. And we love the green life. Welcome to our podcast. We are both teachers, mamas, nature lovers, and passionate about changing the world we live in and helping to save the planet by inspiring others. Join us as we discuss practical ways to live a more sustainable, healthy, and green life for you, your family, and even your fur babies. Love the Green Life is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that promotes cruelty-free, chemical-free, and compassionate living. You can learn more about us and what we do at lovethegreenlife.org and on Facebook and Instagram at lovethegreenlife.org. All right, so to continue a parade of experts here with our Go Green Home series, I have someone who's very special to me and is very special locally when it comes to people's energy efficiency and having an efficient running home is my husband, David Ringeis. David, welcome to the show. I feel like I just got an introduction to a heavyweight fight. Thank you so much. <laughs> I want to start with a really funny story of you because Dave has been in the home construction, building, electrical world for over 25 years, right? Ouch. But yes. How old were you when you started? I started right before I graduated high school. You know, you had the work programs and things like that. But in the summers, I always had a job. And one of my first jobs was cleaning houses for construction sites. Throughout my younger years, I did a lot of martial arts. And then one of the people that I did a martial arts with was in the construction business. And part of my teaching or training was constantly working. So no time off. So every summer I had to work and uh, he got me a job with a contractor he knew to clean houses in the summertime. I'd go there just on the weekends and I'd pick up all the wood. I would go inside the house. I'd have to sweep the house. I'd have to make it nice and neat for when people would walk through these nicely constructed homes. The 
Now, this was all new construction, right? Everything was new construction. So this is going to be homes that don't even have windows in it. They don't even have heating or air conditioning in it. Just quite, yeah, I mean, you have studs and boards everywhere. Yep. Drywall. Yep. It's mm-hmm. loud. There's cords everywhere. Yeah. And here you were a young buck. You're what, 16? Yeah. Okay. This is one of my favorite stories of Dave in the home business. And I'm starting here because you started in the rough <laughs> when it came to learning about homes and that what goes into a home and just the entire engineering and the entire opera that is putting together all these pieces and parts that is to build a home and (laughs) apparently you got a little sleepy you had a fun weekend (laughs) and you decided to take a little nap in was it like a basement or just a room that had a bunch of of some fluffy soft pink pillowy substances what did you take a nap in uh, insulation. Now, let me tell you that cute little pink panther guy yeah. that you see, yeah. he ain't so friendly if you're feeling a little sleepy. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a little bit more to the story that I think we need to tell. Oh, okay. Is that it was really rainy outside on this hungover Saturday uh-huh. and I didn't want to work at all. <laughs> In the rain, it was so muddy out. Every time I would walk, I'd almost lose my shoe. I'm like, I am so over this. And uh, I was pretty whipped. So there was one part of the house that had roof over it. That was it. An entire house. And it was the only dry part besides my car, but I was so muddy. I didn't want to get my car. So I just hung out in this corner with a roof on it, with all this beautiful pink insulation (laughs) stacked almost to the ceiling. And the rain wasn't letting up and I was really tired. (laughs) (laughs) So I made me a little, little knapsack. I I rolled me out one and, and made a pillow out of one of them. And I uh, heard somebody walking in to the house and I'm like, oh crap. And I kind of like got startled and I didn't know what was going on. I've been cleaning houses. This is my third weekend in a row, but I never have met the guy who's building them. like the general contractor, oh, okay. not the future homeowners, but the guy that. So you'd only them. been at this for three weeks. This is my third week. I didn't. Okay. I didn't know. So I haven't met. I knew that this story occurred like early. Quote unquote, have not met my boss yet. Okay. I was, I was just getting cash to the guy at work. Wait, this is how you met? This is how I met this guy. <laughs> <laughs> My By the way, he ended up working for this company for eight years. No, this was only two summers, and then I got into the electrical business. And then oh, okay, then you were for the whole yeah. time. Okay, yeah. but anyway, yeah. So anyway, he woke <laughs> me up, and uh, basically he says, "Are you sleeping on insulation?" And I said, "Yeah," and I'm itching, I'm itching like crazy. And he's like, "Because it's fiberglass." He's like, "If you're dumb enough to sleep on insulation and still work through the rain and how muddy it is, he's like, you're dumb enough to work for me. You're hired, kid." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." Off I was into my construction oh, career. Oh, your amazing construction career. So, so yeah. Dave went on to become a residential electrician. We actually have a couple of those in my family. So it's it's no surprise that him and I had a couple of things to talk about. So that was nice. Back when we were dating and things, mm-hmm. you know, I really understood the profession, I guess, and what it took. So yeah. that was nice. But from there, he has moved on to not only manage his own team of electricians, now you're in charge of like a whole squad of technicians who not only do electric. Yeah, no, I oversee all the production. So all electrical, all the plumbing, all HVAC, residential construction. So you have become a jack of all trades, you know, as Mm -hmm. far as understanding what it takes to have a home run smoothly and a home being comfortable. 
you know all of this stuff. Yeah, been in it for so long. It's it's nice to know what order things should be done in, how to help the customer the most, and hopefully make their experience with any construction from changing an outlet all the way to changing their HVAC system. We can set it up and make it comfortable for the future home buyer or whoever is purchasing the product. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that are local, we're in Northeast Ohio. These things that Dave talks about are all things that are done by Blinden Sons. They are a longstanding community business out of Barberton. They've been in business since 1937. 1937. Holy cow. Really? Mm-hmm. I knew it was been around for a while. So they're a longstanding local company. They're pretty well known in our area. I'm hoping that today's episode not only, you know, highlights things that people can do on their own, but maybe if there's something that people need help with, or they want to consult somebody, they can give you guys a call and you can have one of your technicians out to help somebody do this stuff or talk with them on how they can maybe make their heating and cooling system be more efficient. You can have a technician come out and do a maintenance check, something like that. Mm -hmm. Or if someone is listening in and they're like, I really want to look in a generator. We're looking to do some more off-grid things, or you're installing some solar panels. (laughs) You want to try to, you know, zip up that generator. The guys over at Blinden Sons, they they definitely know what they're doing. And uh, if not, then you definitely can uh, send me a message and I'll let the big guy here, my husband know, (laughs) and he'll get on them. (laughs) I love nasty grams. So let's talk about like heating and cooling. So if a listener right now, they're like, okay, how can I make my heating and cooling be more efficient in my home? Everybody always complains, balance is too hot or it's cold or they have hot and cold spots. Yeah, You know, what can people do to make their home more efficient and more comfortable to live in? On the heating and cooling end, there's a lot of options that you have. You know, it's one of the biggest investments that any homeowner will do in their home, which is the heating and cooling system. And it's all about comfort for yourself. So there's a lot of things that you can do to make your house comfortable for you. Replacing your HVAC system is going to be the biggest thing that you can do for the quality of air in your home and comfort. There's a lot of things that you can do to your home. So all that beautiful air that you work so hard to get doesn't escape from your home. I mean, there's the things that uh, you can do such as newer windows in a home, trying to tighten up all those gaps in your home. So that way uh, nothing escapes, you know, new doors, limit having shades and things like that from sun penetrating your home all the time, running a fan, a paddle fan up high to move the air around in the home. That also helps get air to that thermostat, which there's a lot of things you can do to be comfortable in your home and save energy and different types of thermostats can also accomplish that for you as well. There's a lot of different things that you can read, programmable thermostat versus a thermostat that you can just leave on the same temperature. Once again, it's all about comfort. If you like it a little cooler at night, then get a programmable so you don't have to get up and down at night. If you like uh, everything at the same temperature, you know, then just get a standard thermostat and you like it at one temperature all the time. That's perfect. Also, you know, having the capability of controlling your thermostat on your phone is really convenient for a lot of people. You know, if you have pets and animals and or if you're way on vacation or something like that, you forgot to, uh, you know, turn your air conditioner on for your pet or anything like that while you're out of town, you can control all that stuff. That really helps too. One of the bigger things with HVAC equipment is the efficiency. When you start looking into furnaces, one of the things that you'll see is an 80% or a 90%, a 96%, 98% efficiency. What does that mean? Well, it can be very simple. Efficiency is how much gas that you're using of 100%. So the gas that goes to your gas furnace, if you have an 80% 
furnace, you are using 80% of the gas and 20% is going outside being exhausted. So the higher the efficiency, the more gas that you are using and the more efficient that you'll be on your bills. That is pretty much the concept behind the efficiency. So there's different capabilities. You can control the air in your home. There's a lot of filtration that you can use. It goes on your furnace, a lot of different filters that you can put onto your furnace to help you with the efficiency and also the quality of air in your home. Usually the thicker the filter, the better the filter in the industry. And there's filters that you can replace every 30 days, filters that you replace every six months, filters that you can place once a year. So it all depends on how dirty your air is in your home. Another thing that you can do to improve the quality air in your home is clean your ductwork. That's something that we definitely encourage homeowners to do when they're placing their HVAC equipment. Go ahead and get your ducts cleaned. So that way the quality of your air in your home can be much better. If you are moving into a home that is 30, 40 years old, well, chances are you might be breathing in, you know, a lot of things that are in the ductwork. And some of the things in the ductwork aren't very friendly. Pet dander from not just your pet from, I don't know, two, three pets ago that you didn't even own. Dust dust throughout the years. And as bad as it sounds, a lot of skin dander as well from uh, not just your family, but other families. Breathing that stuff in isn't always great for you. So we recommend duct cleaning will help control the air quality in your home as well. So there's a lot of things that you can do in your home to make the quality of life better. So I know as people are trying to look into ways to make their HVAC system work better, getting it regularly maintenance, mm-hmm. a programmable thermostat, you said check insulation around your windows, your doors, you know, whether you need new windows attic or doors, walls. attic walls, insulation's key. Absolutely. You also said something about window treatments as far as like blinds and curtains and things. Like, what did you mean by that? The more sunlight that's coming into your home. Uh, you know, obviously brings heat into your home. So that means that in the summertime, your air conditioner is going to be working harder. So if you don't have great windows, maybe you can get some nice window shades during the peak times of sun coming in your home and it will help stop heat from getting your home and your air conditioner working mm-hmm. harder. You had also had talked to me before about like a higher SEER rating or that seasonal energy efficiency ratio. Look at you doing your research. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> We plan for these things. <laughs> so where would somebody find that rating? And what does that tell somebody, I guess? Basic. Okay. So you're looking for an, a high SEER rating. What does that mean? Here, here's the basic thing is that what I suggest to anybody that is looking to replace their HVAC system is have a professional come out to your home and really sit down with you and go over what you're looking for. Not always the highest SEER rating or the high efficiency rating is going to be best for every person. You know, it works great in some homes and not great in some others. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be doing anything, make sure you're talking to a trained professional that is helping you make the right decisions and and making sure that you're comfortable in your home. So that's my first thing. But the higher the SEER rating, the more efficient the air conditioner is. And it can be as simple as that. So the higher the SEER rating, the the less the air conditioner is going to work and the less energy it's going to use. That's as easy as I can explain it. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. As people are doing their research and trying to find a really highly efficient system and someone comes across geothermal energy, Mm -hmm. how does someone get geothermal energy in their home, number one? And number two, is it efficient? Is that good for the planet to have a geothermal energized home? 
Yeah, it can be really efficient. And sometimes it can be really expensive as well, because sometimes when it gets really extremely cold outside, there's a loop of water that comes in your home and it's got to be heated in the wintertime. And for it to heat, it's basically a big toaster oven that sits on top of it. And to heat the air in the home, mm -hmm. it has to turn these on and they're, they uh, use a lot of electric to pass through. So if you live in a climate where it doesn't really dip below, say, 20 degrees very often, it is one of the most efficient ways to heat your home because you're heating heating it and cooling it through the earth, basically. Mm -hmm. And, but if it gets extremely cold, that geothermal will not be able to heat the water enough to make you comfortable in your home. So you mm -hmm. have to supplement the heat in your home. That's when it becomes a little less efficient. Okay. So location is important there. Yeah. Nice. All right. So I know something that I definitely tested was the air scrubber that we had in our old house. Yeah, yeah. And mostly I really tested the odor abilities. I mean, we had two babies, two kids in diapers at the same time. Yeah. Plenty of burnt bags of popcorn and, and <laughs> dinner, you know, Dinners. bubbling over. The, so we definitely tested the odor capabilities of an air scrubber. Mm -hmm. What else do air scrubbers do? And do they actually make the air cleaner? They do. Call an air scrubber reason because what you do is you place this uh, UV bulb into your HVAC system and when the air passes it, it's going past a bulb that does a lot of magic. And basically it filters the air. It takes out germs. As it passes, it puts particles into the air and those particles actually land on surfaces and kill 99% of all germs as well. There are a lot of air scrubbers that are 100% approved to kill COVID-19 viruses. Mm. So in this day and age, most you can do to be safe in your home away from that virus right now with everything that's been doing pandemic, then we definitely recommend quality of air in everybody's home. So yeah, mm -hmm. it does improve the quality of air in your home. Mm -hmm. So and I it, imagine that also, you know, would eliminate allergens. It would eliminate dust, the pollens, dust yes. pollen, mm -hmm. dander, all of those things. It would help yep. that as well. And you also mentioned earlier, like getting your ducts clean is important too. Like you can clean all that stuff out. So it's not getting caught up. And then we also said to replace your filter as well. And you can replace your filter as frequently as monthly or as infrequently as, you know, once a year, yep. twice a year. So how would someone know if their filter needs changed? I mean, I would just look at it and be like, it always looks nasty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how do you know if it's like supposed to look like that or not? Yeah, it's like anything else. You and your HVAC system gain a relationship. So it's going to take a little bit of you going down there to check on it, getting to know your system. System and getting to know your home as far as how much dust is in your home. And let's give this as an example. If there's a lot of construction that happens around our area, around whoever's listening's area, or just pollen in the air. And you have to think during those pollen seasons, if you have your windows open, that pollen is coming into your home and your HVAC system potentially could be running and sucking in air or just that pollen settling in your ducts. And then when you turn it on, it goes throughout your system. So when you say it depends on how dirty the air is, that's not a insult. It is a lot of air coming in from the outside a lot of times is what creates a lot of that dust in the actual duct system. How often should you change it? What's great is if you have a maintenance program and you have that maintenance, it's going to get checked twice a year. So from there, you start learning your system and the HVC tech 
technician may replace it, it may not, but every time it is replaced, you'll gain a pattern and you'll know from there uh, if it's once a year or every 30 days or twice a year. So when you say like, you know, regularly maintenance, so how would someone get a technician out to their house to like have it regularly maintenance? Because I am horrible at remembering things that I need to do like Mm -hmm. every six months. Mm -hmm. So do you have like a schedule? Like will you call somebody? So let's talk about a organization that is very good at what they do, Linden Sons. What we try to do for every customer is a lot of this equipment, just like a car, when you buy this equipment, it comes with a warranty. And to keep this HVAC system under warranty, it has to be maintenance by a professional. And it's just like, if you buy a car, you have to do, you have to change the oil every 3000 miles. Or if you drive it 20,000 miles, you never change the oil and you blow the engine. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's out of warranty. It was neglect. When you're getting a new HVAC system, we always sign our customers up for two years free maintenance. And that is going to rest assured that you, one, are getting in the habit of getting that maintenance done and having our technicians out there. It reoccurs every year until you tell us to stop coming out. We keep that equipment under warranty as long as we can for you. And we come out twice a year, uh, once for your air conditioning and once for your furnace. And uh, we call you ahead of time to make sure that you get on the schedule and mm-hmm. schedule for what's convenient for the customer. All right. So if you are not in Northeast Ohio and don't have, you know, my amazing husband and Blend and Sons near you, you want to find a major heating cooling company that's local to you, that's near you and ask them, hey, do you have some type of plan where you can come out, you know, on a quarterly basis or twice a year basis and come check out my stuff? And that way you have a professional looking at it. You don't have the stress of, oh my gosh, I need to make a phone call. I have to make this appointment. You know, have somebody come to you and make sure your equipment is properly maintenance. And that's one of the first things that I think if I was going to listen to this podcast and I need to know, okay, how can I make my home more efficient? That's, I think my first phone call is, oh, I should probably get my equipment maintenance and check it out and make sure everything is, is where it needs to be. Yeah. You know, all the tests that they do, they make sure it's running as efficiently as possible. They check the airflow. They check the cleanliness of uh, the moving parts in there. If it needs cleaned off, we clean it off. And, uh, you know, we make sure that everything's working properly the way it should before we leave. And we do that for the furnace and the air conditioner. You know, we wash it off, we clean it, we make sure we're eating properly. So all those things will make sure that one, you're prolonging your investment. And number two, it's working as efficiently as its rating should be. Okay. Thank you. Kind of moving away from your heating and cooling and the air quality of your home, we're going to move on to something a little bit more, you know, for the green team and that's generators. You know, we're off grid people. Mm hmm. So let's say we, we have everything maintenance, David. We're fine. We might not even have air conditioning. We're, we're that cool. Like we can hang out in mm-hmm. the tree house, but I need a generator. I want to have some power in the back end here. I, I want to hook up my solar panels to a generator. How do I go about figuring out and determining what generator to get? Because if you go to these, some of these big box stores, they sell generators. You can go to, you know, even like the membership stores. How does someone go about determining what generator they should get? There's a lot of things to consider if you would like to be backed up by a generator. What do you want to be powered when the power goes off? And that will greatly help you determine what size generator. So example, if you have sump pumps in your home and you're really concerned about uh, when the power goes out and it's raining and you know your sump pumps work really hard when it rains and not flooding your basement, then there's actually battery backups. You can go as small as a battery to back up your sump pumps. I would say the next thing would be portable generator, which 
are gas powered and you can control maybe a refrigerator and a couple of sump pumps and some really basic things around the home all the way up to an automatic generator, which means when the power goes off within 30 seconds, a transfer switch kicks in and there's a panel that's located next to your main electrical panel that kicks on and basically controls, you know, eight, nine things in your home automatically. And those are powered by natural gas or propane. So all the way up to, are you a person when the power goes out? You know, I want to be as comfortable as I am any other time. I want to live life as if power's still on and you want to power your whole home. You can absolutely do that too. So to answer the question, you can go all the way from one thing in your home, all the way up to your whole home. So it just depends on what level of comfort you want when the power when goes out. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you. That's pretty awesome. I know Justin, I talked a lot about plumbing on the episode for our go green bathroom. Mm -hmm. So if you're jumping in on this episode, we have a whole go green home series. And one of the episodes was on the bathroom. And we talked a lot about plumbing there and ways that you can have a more efficient water conservation things in your home. We've also talked in the past about things where you can utilize, you know, rain barrels and things like that for mm -hmm. water in your home. Yeah. Really quickly, plumbing wise, what is there anything we can do to conserve water or clean the water that we have and get it rid of, you know, toxins, chemicals, bacteria, minerals that are minerals that we do not want. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you can do to make the quality of water in your home a lot better. So there's so many options out there in the marketplace, but to help conserve water in your home, probably one of the biggest things that you can do would be get a tankless water system. So a tankless water system replaces the vessel tank that is normally located. Well, not everybody has a basement. Usually in a utility closet, you know, a standard hot water tank could be 40, 50, up to 80 gallon hot water tank. And that water is just sitting there like a pot on a stove with a, with a flame underneath of it when you're not home. It's just heating water that's not being used. Mm -hmm. Whereas a tankless, the concept is it's just that it's, there is no tank of water. The only water that is heated is the water that you use. So mm -hmm. it is the most efficient way to heat water in your home. So that's one way you can definitely conserve water. I have a side question. Mm -hmm. I've never asked you this before. The tanks, like our tank that we took out of our house, is that like just scrapped? Is. is that recyclable? It goes to the scrapyard, yes. So what's it mean if it goes to the scrapyard? It's just landfill? It is. Oh. Yeah. It's aluminum. It can't be recycled? There's a lot of ways that they can recycle it, yes, but we do scrap them all. And, you know, depending on where it goes from there, you know, you like to hope that somebody- You need to partner with a nonprofit organization that might help you recycle those. Get your recycling program. We do marketing on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can help you there. That's a lot of tanks. That takes up major space. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of hot water tanks out there and I'm not aware of any project, but you know, it's a fantastic idea to be huh. really honest with you. So. Well, the reason why is so we were talking about toilets a little bit Yeah. and we found, you know, you can recycle your toilet. There's toilet recycling, or we found really, there's really funny like gardening projects and stuff yeah. you can do with like old toilets and things. But so we talked about it. And I think there was another episode in one of the apps. It talked about finding out places where you could recycle some of your home appliances, but hot water tanks wasn't something that I remember seeing. So hmm. that's interesting. All right. Finally, your expertise. We're going to end strong with electric, my electrical husband. Yep. What can people do to light their home 
in an efficient way? Well, you know, this is pretty common knowledge at this point. So, I mean, everything nowadays is almost LED, which is the most efficient lighting or solar. Pretty much everything internal in a home right now is LED based and everything in the exterior of the home is moving towards solar power. So the most efficient lighting and people are catching on that, you know, less energy, less that they spend on their electrical bill. Mm-hmm. So for example, if everyone's listening, we, we recently moved into a new home and one of the first things my husband got for the outdoors was some outdoor lighting, but you were very specific <laughs> with your outdoor lighting. So yeah. what did you pick for our house and why? Because I feel like that was a whole decision-making process that you had done that yeah. I was like, whoa, I was really impressed yeah. by not only are they solar powered, which, you know, checks off wife's little happy, you just ruined happy my surprise. List. What? That was the was so special bottom ever sold. Solar. But no, <laughs> they're joking. super bright. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like good. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it just comes along with we're all consumers uh, at the end of the day. And that's what really, you know, decisions that are made in a home by a homeowner and people coming out that still go to door to door sales. It's really hard for that person because there's so much research in the marketplace and there's so much knowledge and information and what people want. And sometimes the expectations are hard to meet. So I guess doing the research on the light and know what you want and knowing from strong recommendations and just reading what people's comments are. So is that how you knew what lights to pick outside for us? Yeah. How many homes do you think you've been in in your life? Oh my gosh. I mean. Like 25,000? Thousands and thousands and thousands of homes. So you've seen thousands and thousands of homes off the top of your head. Describe the most green home that you were ever in. It wasn't too long ago and it was unexpected. It was a It was a house that was kind of hard to find and really nice long driveway, but pulled back and the entire home was random 100% solar, 100%. Wow. Yeah. And he would uh, 100% off the grid. It was phenomenal. So anything and everything, you know, heating his water, cooking, everything in his home was 100% off the grid. Wow. So that that was, you know, for being as efficient as possible and and witnessing it and seeing it, it was was really cool. And uh, those are the type of people that that you get to meet. And that's why I'm really passionate about what I do and helping people because you never know who you're going to meet and the relationships you make is, Mm -hmm. is awesome to me. Oh, you're so good at what you do, babe. I love you. Love you too. All right. That's the episode. If you want to make your home efficient, I think we've given a lot of people some good tips and some great ideas. Thank you for sharing your talent and expertise with the yeah. planet. I appreciate you. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. And I love the green life. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. We would love for you to follow us, leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Your support will help our nonprofit be able to do more good in the world. See you next time.